honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Wigan Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you once again for joining me today. Apologize for the late release of the show because of scheduling, just slight scheduling constraints here, but piecing things together in a good way. Unfortunately, the Timberwolves have not been piecing things together well at all. Despite the fact, well, it's like they played well against Denver, but losing to Memphis and Orlando and getting crushed by Orlando, just losing to Memphis without Marcus Soule. <sighs> what, what more is there to say? Oh, there's a lot to say. Really, Wiggins? Really? That's the title of this episode. Really, Wiggins? Like, that's kind of where we're at. Even Kevin Garnett, when asked, well, after he had asked Andrew Wiggins about being an all-star, and Andrew Wiggins, well, he said what he said, and you hear Garnett literally say, really? Like that. So, let's listen to that clip right here, right now. It happened to Cat, hoping that, you know, it's motivating Wiggs to, to, to join him one day, or to at least light a fire under his ass or something. I'm mad at you, though. You know, I'm, you know I'm mad at you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about it. When are we going to be an all-star, dog? When are we get an all-star? Real talk. Cat, you can go now. <laughs> right. When, when, you, when, you, when you doing all-star? Next year is a motivation for it. Really? Yeah, next year. That's what I'm aiming towards. <laughs> My thoughts exactly. And I'm not going to just make this some kind of a bash Wiggins fest, but my God, I've had enough of this. I'm done, folks. This is like, you know, who's defended this guy more than more than me in this town? Well, okay, maybe not that much, but close. I mean, I've been in this guy's corner forever. I've called him the silent assassin. I've called him this. I've called him that. I thought he was like a Dominique Wilkins clone someday. Obviously not there yet. Obviously at the time when he was the clutch player in those fourth quarters. That's the thing. It's in him. It's there, but he just refuses to let it out. Why? Why? God help me. But he just won't let it out, and that's all there is to say about that for now. There'll be more later after the Memphis game. Oh, yeah, or before, whatever it is. However, I piece this together even closer. Ah, Denver game. What a well-played game, but the Timberwolves do not end up winning the game. There's a reason why the Denver Nuggets are in first place in the division, and the Timberwolves are struggling to, uh, you know, bring up the rear there, unfortunately, in our division. The Northwest Division, 107-106, great, well, uh, great game, great finish, all that, well, bad finish, but uh, nice attempt at a victory here. I wish the Timberwolves could have pulled this off. It was a nice close game last year, but these two teams were pretty much even. They literally were even with their record and everything, and somebody had to, <laughs> had to break the tiebreaker. Timberwolves were able to do that. Nikola Jokic, there's a reason why the Denver Nuggets kept him and traded someone else couple of years ago. Triple-double for Nikola Jokic. The guy sets other players up. He can rebound. He can score. Not a big shot blocker, but the Denver Nuggets have guys who can shoot all over the place. Trey Lyles made half of his threes. He just was very aggressive off the bench. 19 points. Awesome game for a guy who basically had ninth man minutes in the game. Ninth man. He was the ninth man in the game, and he outplayed everybody on the bench in a huge way. 19 points and 6 rebounds. Timberwolves are dying for that type of performance off the bench, though I suppose you get that from Derrick Rose on occasion. I don't know if the guy can stay healthy. 
Also, with that said, the Timberwolves knew nothing at the trade line, deadline once again. Extremely frustrating. So, I don't know. But, I mean, it's kind of like, what are you going to do? It's just boring. I mean, it'd be nice to at least get more draft picks or whatever. I don't even know if a draft pick's going to help this team, unless it's another Josh Akogi type. Can you strike gold again, hopefully? Paul Millsap played 20 minutes and did nothing. That's funny, but Will Barton was, yeah, he was making his shots. He was missing his shots, getting a little too trigger happy, but still got the job done. Malik Beasley led the team in scoring in Denver's case. Four of seven from downtown and was well above 50% in the game. Colonel Anthony Towns was awesome. Andrew Wiggins was the same old story. I mean, 34 minutes, uh, at least he was efficient for his standards. 10 points and 10 field goal attempts, so at least he broke even. That's kind of rare lately. And I'm not trying to bash the guy, but, I mean, what more can I say? Does he pass the eye test? No. Does he pass the analytics test? No. What does he pass? I don't know. Uh, he got two assists there. He he passed. Well, he passes that he can get over four rebounds a game lately under uh, Ryan Saunders. That's good. That's great. But there's more to the game than, than that also. I mean... You know, this was his good game. That's the funny part. 10 points, 10 field goal attempts. This, you could say, was his quote-unquote efficient game, even though he wasn't all that efficient. The Timberwolves played very well in this game. Derrick Rose came back and all that. Lowell Deng was very good. My only complaint here was the finish of this game. Actually, the ending was really annoying, actually. I mean, you're in the game. You're, you have a golden opportunity to win the game. You're only down by one point. One point. So instead, you elect for Lowell Deng for, for a corner three. I don't know. I mean, it's not like the dumbest move ever, but is Luol Deng the guy you want taking the last shot in the game against a team whose defense is okay? It's not that great. I mean, you can't find a better solution. This is the best you got is Luol Deng from the corner. Okay, well, he made 205, but he didn't make this one, and it wasn't... you. The minute he let go of the ball, you knew it wasn't going to go in. It was way off to the side. I guess it would be his left if you want to look at it technically. Anthony Tolliver will remain with the Timberwolves. He made 1-3 in the game. One field goal attempt in the whole game. Isaiah Cannon made his debut. Cannon debut. And he missed every shot, and he didn't do too well in this one. But you'll see him perform better in the next two games. Uh, I don't know. Just whatever. It's more of like (laughs) Andrew Wiggins, man. I mean, I love him, but I don't love him. I love him, but I hate him. You know, at the same time. It's a love-hate relationship. You know the guy can play. You know it's in him, so why won't he let it out? Why won't he let it out? It boggles my mind. Charlie Coyle of the Minnesota Wild, shoot the bleeping puck. Shoot it. Mikhail Granlin of the Minnesota Wild, shoot the effing puck. Shoot the puck. Minnesota is having the same problem. I mean, Kirk bleeping Cousins half the time pass the bleeping ball. I mean, stop freaking out and, 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 and getting strip sacked. People are open and you're not going for the right pass. You're going for checkdowns. Ah, oh, Kirk Cousins, don't even get me started. Oh, my. This town's filled with bad contracts. Bad contracts. You could complain about Joe Maurer's contract, but his contract was fine until he had that damn concussion. Oh, Zach Parisi. Well, he's playing up to his contract kind of right now. Studer, not even close. Whereas the last couple of years, you'd say the opposite. Parisi wasn't even close because of the back problems. Why am I talking about the Wild? I don't know. Check out Brave the Wild. Brand new show recorded yesterday two days ago, actually, unfortunately, because of this late uh, release of this show. I'm so used to it being Friday, but it's, yeah, Saturday this time around, because of uh, squeezing the schedule together. Three games to review, four games to preview, or is it three? It is three. Three games going into the break, and then, yep, we will have a show next week, and we will not have a show the following week, but I'll have to preview five games next week. Boy, that is a harsh schedule, but it's fun, too. I like to go to New York and Milwaukee. That's cool. 
We'll see how that goes. Timberwolves have not played well in Milwaukee. Yeah, they've not played well in Milwaukee before the Bucks were fearing the deer. And yeah, but they're making us fear the deer, boy, are the Bucks. Mm, I see, I guess, two out of five here coming up. But let's look at the current upcoming schedule, too. New Orleans Pelicans heading to New Orleans. Well, they didn't trade Anthony Davis. They didn't get anything done there. Houston Rockets continue to do what they do. They'll be in Target Center next Wednesday, Monday, the Clippers visit, but of course, just a little uh, little road trip comes to an end here. Three-game road trip comes to an end. Oh, the Denver game was ever winnable. Ever winnable. You almost beat the Denver Nuggets, but of course, that, well, it snowballed into this. Losing at Memphis, which I guess happens, especially when when Marcus Gasol is healthy. I almost called him Pau Gasol. I've done it many times, unfortunately. But Marcus Gasol would not play his final game as a Memphis Grizzly against the Timberwolves. No, he wouldn't. He ended up getting traded to the Raptors on Thursday afternoon before the uh, Magic beat the Wolves by 10 in Orlando in an awful game. Awful. I mean, there's just, I mean, that that's just, I could go on and on. The Memphis game was awful, too. I mean, uh, the defense stunk. You're giving up 108 points against a team that doesn't score. Luckily, you managed to score 106. But you just, the way this game opened up on Monday, the, or excuse me, Tuesday, February the 5th, happy uh, birthday to my mother there. And, of course, uh, congratulations to the Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots. I like it very much. I know most of you don't. No Mark Gasol. Off to the Raptors on Thursday afternoon. And Wiggins is Wiggins here. This is where the Wiggins stuff comes in. And you'll hear uh, a couple guys talk about him a bit in the Memphis game. Our old buddy. Our old buddy, formerly known as Hank McCoy, now uh, gone back to his uh, original name, Wayne Hunt. <laughs> Wayne Hunt of the Courtside Podcast, the alpha dog of the greatest basketball podcast on the planet, mentioning another pretty good basketball podcast. Not my style, though. I'm going to admit, I'm sorry, Wayne Hunt, not my style. A little bit, eh, no, I don't know. They're kind of all over the place. I'd rather just, uh, yeah, I'd rather just stick to you guys and uh, shows like this, I guess. I don't know. That's just me. I'm sorry. <laughs> And it's a little too long for my thinking, too. Uh, Only so much time in the day, you know, to keep up with all these podcasts. So, uh, but I'll always make time for the courtside. You know that. Um, To the point, this game was horrendous. The first quarter was awful. Carl Anthony Towns, though, stepped it up and performed very, very well, making a couple of good plays, big dunk and all that. A couple of big dunks, made all of his free throws, 18 rebounds. He played great, and he brought the Wolves back in this thing. Another thing, too, the guy who got the uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial last week, we know he was getting it this week. And it ain't Dario Saric. What an awesome week. Pretty quiet against Denver. But this is what Dario Saric can do in this league. Looking like Nikola Jokic a little bit in some ways. Getting five assists in the game. Seven rebounds, 22 points. Four of seven from downtown. 7-11, just like the classic store from the field. Luol Deng also turning back the clock. Man, I mean, he only missed two shots in the entire game. 18 points. 10 attempts, very efficient. See, look at the efficiency ratio. Peladino Joey efficiency ratio. This is what Sarge can do, man. I mean, 22 points, 11 field goals. And I was talking about how field goal attempts. I was talking about how disappointing he'd been so far. That didn't mean get him out of here. It just meant, let's be honest, he's been disappointing so far. But on this particular night, he was not. He was everything but disappointing. 18 points, 10 field goal attempts for, for Dang. Very efficient, very good game. Seven rebounds for him, too. Nice to see him turning back the clock. Uh, Isaiah Cannon struggled in this one also, but you'll see him play much better against the Orlando Magic. Though Cannon did get six assists. He's still obviously got that floor general in him. He can he can definitely play the point. Um, and when he's hot, he's hot. And he's got that speed as well. 
Carl Anthony Towns remarkably efficient in the game. Jared Bayless, not so much. I mean, he only made two shots out of 10 the entire game. Lousy. But Carl, 26 points, 14 field goal attempts. Very efficient, very aggressive, and again, brought the Wolves back from a pretty big deficit early on. 15-point deficit in that first quarter. Awful first quarter. Awesome third quarter for Minnesota, but unfortunately, things just did not work out down the stretch. Andrew Wiggins is lifeless as ever. As lifeless as ever. Terrible inbound pass. Went to uh, Mike Conley. Was intercepted and hit a three-pointer. Did Mike Conley. Um, Andrew Wiggins leading in field goal attempts by four. Four more than Carl Anthony Towns. It's just criminal. 12 points, 18 field goal attempts. It's just criminal. I mean, you know, I would be happy if he was taking the ball to the basket. And that, that was a lot of his attempts. I would be happy if he had actually developed this mid-range shot. I like mid-range shooting. You know, Michael Jordan made a living on some of those beautiful mid-range shots, those pull-up jumpers, those mid-range jump shots, little angle, 45-degree angle from the free-throw line, those kind of shots. I love it. I love that game. Wigginses are all over the place, though. They're like like, like high school three-pointers, basically. You know what I mean? Like top-of-the-key type stuff. Um, and he's missing all of them. And, he, you know, sometimes he makes a few, and he's good. But Andrew Wiggins' game is, his strength of his game anyway, is driving to the basket, getting to the free-throw line, and one this and that. And all the guy did was get to the line once, and he missed one of the two. And that's Andrew Wiggins in a nutshell right there. Let's hear what the guys from the the Vernon show had to say. Back to Holiday. Dude, Anthony, or Anthony. Andrew Wiggins could have gotten that ball. Anybody could have gotten that ball. He, he got fouled with point one. He sucks. Dude, no, that is, oh. <laughs> I have no use for him at all. None. None. So, despicable. Dude, no, he is despicable. Dude, John Mills looks up at me last night. I'm not kidding. It's the fourth quarter of the game he looks up at me, and it was when Wiggins took an awful shot. He goes, oh, Andrew Wiggins is in the game. Dude, Just no clue he's even no, out there. He is despicable. He, I he's, mean, he's really. Bad. And he's his bad. contract is. Because he is so capable of. But he didn't want to. He don't have it in. Oh, he I'm is. He is on the Mount Rushmore with Rudy, Jeff Green, yes. you know Andrew. Like they are on the Mount Rushmore of, dude. You could be the best guy in the league, but you ain't got it. You, you ain't built no. for it. You ain't built for it, dude. Yep. He has. I watched one play, and he, that's an insult to Rudy because he's better than the other two. I, dude, I watched. I watched Wiggins last night right in front of me in that right in front of the Grizzlies bench in that corner. Throw an entry pass into Carl Anthony Towns around the high post area, and Wiggins' man leaves him to go, and they swarm Towns with like three defenders. And Towns pivots to the left, and he turns, and dude, that baseline is just wide open, and Wiggins is just still standing there, like <laughs> not like not. I'm like, dude, if you would just cut, like, no, there it is, no. there, and that no, what, what really it reminded is. me of is almost like. Dude, when that happened to Zach, when that happened to Mark, Tony. Yep. All the time. All cut time. right there, yeah. and it's the, it's available for you. And he just. Because there might be some contact. He ain't built for, for it. Instead, skinny, instead uh, there's no way Saunders. What, what's his kid's name? Ryan. Mr. Ryan. Dude, there is no way in hell he drew that up as the last play. The Andrew Wiggins fake right. Go back left, eighteen foot fadeaway. We'll high, take it. High off. He with us. We'll yeah, he with us. High off the glass. I'm like, there is no way he drew that play up. We'll take that. Yeah, he with us. <laughs> yeah, just so, turn around. He no would use us. for him. Um, I just yeah. This is beyond belief.
that pretty much sums it all up right there. So Chris Vernon, definitely, uh, it, it's a good show. I, again, not really my style, kind of a little bit too much screaming and laughing and blah, blah, blah. Not really my style, but not bad at all. Good basketball analysis and all that. So yeah, if you like it, go for it. Chris Vernon show out there. Thank you, uh, Hank McCoy slash Wayne Hunt for providing that. Courtside podcast, Wayne Hunt, Vince Germano, Stu Benson, highly recommended on iTunes. And Podbean, Podomatic, Podbean, check that out. More than worth it, of course. The uh, show that I subscribe to and endorse in a big way. That pretty much sums it all up, though. I mean, and what a BS call, I suppose. I mean, it's like, really, you're just kind of, everybody's just kind of scrambling for a ball with .1 seconds left, and you call a flipping, pardon my almost F-bomb foul on Josh Akogi. Is that real? Is it real? Oh, my God, that was weak. That was effing weak. I'm sorry. Fine. Fine. Okay, fine. Whatever. Screw you. And the free throws are made, and the game is over. And like they said, the final play with, uh, yeah. I don't think Saunders drew up that play either. I'm guessing that the uh, Luol Deng play wasn't uh, Ryan Saunders' choice either, but possibly. I'm sure Ryan Saunders is a, a, a fan of Luol Deng's and all that, but I don't know. Timberwolves had a hell of a time making a trade because Jeff Teague is hurt, and Gorgie Zing's contract's too high. Even though, not that long ago, I would have said it's a it's a decent contract. I mean, it's not cheap, but I loved Lou, uh, I I loved Gorgie Zhang. Unfortunately, his value was dropped because I don't know. It's like the special skills are kind of lacking from the guy. Unfortunately, he doesn't do anything super great. He's kind of just good slash okay at a lot of things. He's okay at defense. He's got an okay mid range shot. Um, he's okay at rebounding for his size. This and that. So that's kind of the problem there. But um, no, that was good analysis. The uh, I'll bite a bit harsh. But at the same time, I think harsh analysis is pretty much what Andrew Wiggins needs right now. When Kevin Garnett, you know, Mr. Uh, I love all my teammates type of thing, is calling him out like that to his face, to his face, saying, you need to, you know, like, you know, Carl Anthony Towns needs to light a fire under Wiggins' ass. What does that tell you? And it's like, really? Really? Just the way Garnett said, really? <laughs> really, Wiggins? Really, Wiggins? Are you for real, Wiggins? Yeah, I just, we lost to Memphis in Memphis without Marcus Gasol. Without Marcus Gasol. You thought that Marcus Gasol manhandled Carl Anthony Towns. Well, no, he didn't. Carl Anthony Towns had a great game. He had a great bleeping game. Only 14 attempts. Wiggins attempted 18. <sighs> Do we have to continue on some of these? I mean, he had 28 shot attempts in one of the games last week. Remember that? I mean, why? Why? Okay, let's talk about it. Feb 7. Thursday, Feb 7. This game was heaven horrendous. And the only reason why the Wolves lost by 10, we, we only lost by 10, is because we outscored the Magic by 7 in the fourth quarter. You know, the first quarter wasn't so bad. The second quarter, it was like a layup fest. Uh, 28 field goal attempts by Andrew Wiggins. 23 points. I'm, I've had it. I've had it. You know what? Two, three steals, two blocks. Okay, but again, 28 field goal attempts. 28 field goal attempts. Stop it! Stop it! Need I say more? That pretty much sums it all up. I can't take it. Um, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I hated this game. I, I love Josh Akogi. Uh, he was the only guy staying in front of anybody in the whole gall-blank first half, or the second, the third quarter, or the fourth. I mean, it was a layup line, and then three points. A layup, layup line, three-point attempts. Layup line, three-point attempts. And frickin' Ross, God almighty, Terrence Ross, catch and shoot, catch and shoot, catch and shoot, catch and shoot, catch and shoot. He was 6 of 13. He felt like he was 16 of 13, if you know what I mean, if that makes any sense. It doesn't, but 
it makes sense in a way when you watch the bleeping game. It was just catch and shoot threes all day from the son of a biscuit. I thought he was uh, Jet Terry in his prime because he wears the same number and he played 31 minutes too. Hmm, creepy. Hmm, that is really creepy. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, it was just layup after layup. They're getting. I mean, anytime. Yeah, you, know, you just get a half step on somebody, and they were just off the glass and in, off the glass and in, off the get in front of people for the love of God. Nobody was getting in front of anyone, and I got sick of it. Get in front of them, but they weren't getting in front of them. They they just weren't at at all. I mean, it was a layup line over and over. Okay, they were contested, but not by much. It was too late. That's the whole problem. It was too bleeping late. You're too bleeping late to the ball. You're too bleeping late to the player, and that's what happened. Great game from Carl Anthony Towns again. A couple of turn and dunks and all that. Twenty-seven to sixteen, so so to speak, in the uh, the uh, the ratio. You know, Andrew Wiggins. If you ignore <laughs> the field goal thing right there, the old field goal percentage, the field goal attempts column. Oh, Andrew played good. Twenty-three points, two blocks, three steals, three assists, nine rebounds. He's really wow, nice job. But that's why you call that a big box score because the eye test. The defense sucked. 28 attempts. 28 attempts. Why is Andrew Wiggins attempting 28 shots? Hello? 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 It doesn't matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter who the... It, it doesn't matter other than it's time to sit down. I mean, the other problem is... Oh, man. I mean, what what else can you do? Do you play Luol Deng more? Maybe. Anthony Toller more? Well, he sucked. He sucked too. 0 of 3, and he made nothing. You know, in, in 19 minutes out there. Sarich was awesome, very efficient, 7 of 11 again. 7 of 11, old 7-11 Sarich. Maybe that's what we should call him. <laughs> Rain at 7, sun at 11. Sun at 11, 7-11 <laughs> Sarich. I like it. That's a cool nickname. And if 7-11 Sarich keeps doing 7-11, well, there you go. That's a that's a big gulp there. <clears throat> Great uh, game, though, from uh, Sarich. That's an inside joke. I don't know how many people know about the big gulp, but I guess a lot of you do, but not everyone. I don't know if they have 7-Elevens in Australia or not, but uh, Isaiah Cannon, nice, nice game. Nice game from Isaiah Cannon. Nice spark plug. 3-5 of five from downtown, 6 assists, 13 points. Can't beat it for a 10-day contract player. And I like Isaiah Cannon, and I liked him with the Suns. I just didn't like that he did this to us. He torched us. Um, but in this game, it didn't matter who would, who did well, who didn't do well, because we still got the crap beat out of us, because there was no freaking defense in front of the Orlando Magic. I mean, the Timberwolves shot almost 47%, almost 40% from the three-point line. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the Magic doubled the Timberwolves in free throw attempts it made. Not just the percentage, but, the, well, the percentages were both decent. But 54%, I mean, just layup after layup after layup after layup after layup, and nice catch-and-shoot threes by Terrence Ross. So, yes, it was kind of his night. He attempted too many threes because he got a little too happy with himself. Imagine that, because everybody gets happy with themselves these days. But still, Terrence Ross, 32 points off the bench to me, it's just freaking unacceptable. I mean, just get in front of somebody. And again, the layup line made me sick. I mean, Fournier, Augustine. Augustine only made one, one play from the field, but still... It was an embarrassing one. Um, Andrew Wiggins got got blocked from behind by freaking Jonathan Isaac. He got blocked by Aaron Gordon. I mean, it, multiple times he was blocked in the game. <sighs> in embarrassing fashion as well. That also hurts your little field goal percentage and all that. Because, well, I mean, what is this weak crap? You're just leaving yourself out to dry. You're making yourself vulnerable. Attack the freaking basket. 
and like make a move. Your the talent is there, the ability's there. So why, why isn't the result there? Why just show up? That's all you got to do is show up, Andrew. With that said, I'm done. As Bruce Bruder would say, that's it. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Elva Wolf Award this week is easy. Even though I gotta say, an honorable mention is gonna go to Dario Saric. What an awesome week. I'm sorry for the Johnny Flynn Memorial, but you did stink for a couple of weeks there, Saric. You did, and you know you did. But the fact that you're finding some confidence and playing very efficient old 7-Eleven Saric. You're playing great, 7-Eleven. You really are. You are playing great, Mr. 7-Eleven. <laughs> I love it. So, should I call him the Big Gulp? Nah. Yeah, maybe. Let's just call him old 7-Eleven. Mr. Carl Anthony Towns, though. The Big Cat, whatever you want to call him. Carl Anthony Towns is the Alpha Wolf. Easy choice, dominant week. Kept the Wolves in every game as much as he could. Was dominant against the Memphis Grizzlies, Denver Nuggets. And was dominant against the Orlando Magic. Another great, great performance. The uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial should be obvious. I think uh, Chris Vernon and, and co. summed it up very nicely. I think I summed it up. I think Kevin Garnett summed it up. You know, Andrew Wiggins attempts field goals. Yes. See, there's his, but that doesn't mean he has a fire in his ass. That means he has, I mean, just just, just watch. All you have to do is watch. You know, you could say, okay, well, he's putting up numbers. He just maybe struggled from the floor. He, he, he wants it so bad. That's why he attempted 28 shots. No, they're casual. There's, there's a lot of casualness in those shots. And, yeah, it's just, that's what kind of game it was. That's the kind of week it's been. That's the kind of week it was. That's the kind of year it's been. That's what kind of couple years it's been from Andrew Wiggins. And the talent is there, Andrew. The talent is there. The talent is there, Andrew. Your, your arch enemy, your arch nemesis who trashed you and bullied you and treated you like garbage, and I hate him for it, Jimmy Butler, I hate him for it. He said you're the most talented player on the team last year. You remember? He said it. If Jimmy Butler is calling you the most talented player on the team, something's going on here. Obviously, you can play. Just wake up, Andrew. Please. I love you, Andrew. Please wake up. I'm pleading with you. Heck, his father, Mitchell Wiggins, has heard of Timberwolves' explosion before because my my uh, sister-in-law ran into him at Costco. No joke. Last, uh, no, I think it was like November-ish, right, right before or right after Mr. Wiggins signed his... Uh, contract. <laughs> Let's just call it his contract. Let's leave the other adjectives where they are. <clears throat> I'd like to believe he's worth that money. I would like to believe that. I want to believe that. Please, Andrew. Come on. Don't don't think, you know, don't think just play. Play with heart, play with passion. You know it's there. It's got to be. There has to be some passion there for you to be as talented as you are because it takes a ton, and I mean a ton of work and a ton of practice to have that kind of talent. Another thing, please put on some effing muscle. Please put on some muscle, Andrew. You know, he's still as skinny as he was like two, three years ago. Put on some bleeping muscle. Please put on some muscle. I'm begging you, Andrew. Come on. <laughs> so you can draw that contact. Get to the free throw line. Attempt 10 to 15 free throws a game would be awesome. I don't want to give Andrew Wiggins a Johnny Flynn Memorial. He's had too many. He got one for the whole season last year. He got last, last year's Johnny Flynn Memorial. And I hated giving it to him. But he's... He's asking for another one. And I don't know. I'm 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 hurt by it. Do you think I feel good about it? What if Mitchell Wiggins is listening right now? Just just, just imagine if he is. Just imagine if he is. He's probably hit the unsubscribe button by now. <laughs> There's a small chance he's heard he's heard the show. And oh Lord. <laughs> but I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. That's what we're here for. I'm not wearing shades. I'm not a cheerleader. 
With that said, we will wrap things up, and we got a preview of three games coming up. They're not going to be easy. They're not going to be impossible either. But we're going to do it, and we'll be back after this. And, of course, fan interaction in segment number three. You will be hearing from Wayne Hunt there. We know the talent's there. Now why won't you show it? We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. Going to preview some games, but a little addendum and arata to start things up. Uh, well, unfortunately, the first segment was recorded before the New Orleans Pelicans game, and now it is after the New Orleans Pelicans game. Again, like I've said, having to piece things together because of the weird schedule, so my apologies there. We're going to look at the New Orleans Pelicans game now, if humanly possible. 122-117 loss. That wasn't fun at all. And, I don't know, nothing's fun these days. It really isn't. Just another keys of a game. And, of course, uh, Anthony Davis, well, he's still with the New Orleans Pelicans. Trade deadline passed, as we talked about earlier. He was booed lustily, so we got to see uh, (laughs) Anthony Davis' first game after the trade deadline. Of course, he deserves the boos again. I mean, anybody that's, like, demanding a trade, basically, in the middle of the season, they're going to get booed the hell out of by their team when they're still on the team the rest of the season. So... Kind of is what it is now for the New Orleans Pelicans. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they get to watch him and boo him, I guess, and cheer for him on occasion. I don't know. It's never fun. It's an awkward situation and sounds familiar, but it is what it is. Ultimately, New Orleans beats the Timberwolves by five points. Carl Anthony Towns was awesome. Four of five from downtown. Very sharp the entire night. Uh, had a nice Euro step. Didn't get the double-double or anything, but he still had a very strong game despite uh, Mr. Uh, Anthony Davis's extremely strong performance. He also had 32 points in the game. Drew Holiday just downright spectacular. I would love to have him on the Wolves, though. Again, a little too trigger-happy. little Wiggins-like with the efficiency rating, but still came out ahead because he got to the free-throw line. That's the difference for Drew Holiday with his poor shooting, per se, and Andrew Wiggins when he shoots poorly. Drew Holiday made all 10 of his free-throws. Wiggins just doesn't do that. Even when he gets to the line, he misses, like, half of them lately. I don't know. I mean, it's... Not good most of the time. So, extreme frustration there, to say the least. Uh, Julius Randle, talk about frustrating. As the whole game, he wasn't all that great, and then down the stretch, it was very similar to last time we played the New Orleans Pelicans, when Julius Randle pretty much owned the Timberwolves the whole game. He was shooting like 60, 70, 80% in that game, just making one move after another, baby hook, layup, this and that, a good move, nice mid-range jumper, getting around people, this and that, with Julius Randle, just kind of silky smooth, did not play particularly well in this game, but when it mattered, Julius Randle took over in the fourth quarter, particularly down the stretch, because Anthony Davis did not play in the fourth quarter at all. I'm sure they're trying to limit him and all that, because they would like to trade him in the offseason, and they're trying to maximize the deal and all that. The Los Angeles Lakers ultimately offering one player after another, this and that, but just not enough, apparently, for the New Orleans Pelicans to, to pull the trigger at this point. They're trying to get a better deal in the summer, which I think is very possible. Um... Unfortunately for uh, <laughs> lots of Laker fans like Vinrock Vince Germano, who loves Lonzo Ball, doesn't look like Lonzo Ball will be on the, the uh, Los Angeles Lakers for very long if things continue the way they are. It sounds like Lonzo Ball is going to wind up in Phoenix. Obviously, big baller brand, his father, 
LeVar Ball wants him to basically to wind up in Phoenix. So what LeVar wants, LeVar gets, I guess. And that was kind of a three-way trade proposed. New Orleans, Phoenix, and Los Angeles, where a Ball would wind up in Phoenix, ultimately. And, of course, uh, Mr. Anthony Davis would be uh, right there with LeBron James. One MVP candidate joins another. And it would be a very interesting scenario, but unfortunately not taking place yet. Well, Jared Bayless got hurt now. And you got to see... Jared Bayless got hurt in the last game. You got to see Isaiah Cannon start. 10-day contract, Isaiah Cannon start. And I thought he was I, I thought he was okay. He made half of his threes. He was solid. He ran the offense decently for a guy just walking on the team, basically, just a few days ago. Not bad. Um, not bad at all. Andrew Wiggins also was efficient in this game. I'm going to give him credit, but he's not going to escape the uh, the uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial because of the comments he made and all that. Oh, next year, maybe next year. And all the overall horrible play in other games and awful efficiency. Sorry, Andrew, you're not going to escape it. But uh, very, very good effort against the New Orleans Pelicans. This was one of his better games. My only complaint, again, still, you just don't see the aggressiveness. Uh, you do like the block shots by him. Two blocks for uh, Wiggins. He is adding some of that to his game now, and the rebounding is way better. Because who led the Timberwolves in rebounding against the New Orleans Pelicans? Andrew Wiggins. So, giving credit where credit is due, Andrew Wiggins led the Timberwolves in rebounding against the New Orleans Pelicans. He was the only guy to get double-digit rebounds. So, well, well done. Well done indeed. Uh, Okogie, not a good game offensively, but solid defensively. That's just what you're going to get out of Josh at this stage uh, in his rookie year. I think his offense is going to smooth out over the next few years. He's going to develop a better three-point shot. That would be a major goal to uh, chase. To get to about 38 to 40% would be incredible if he could be like a legitimate 3 and D guy. And it doesn't help Ryan Saunders' cause right now with the way this team is playing. And again, the ultimate thing that doesn't help is no Robert Covington. Obviously, uh, <laughs> losing one point guard after another. You did gain Jeff Teague, though. It's like a miracle that Jeff Teague is back now that uh, Mr. <clears throat> Jared Bayless got hurt in the last game. I mean, he, ah, I feel for that guy. I mean, he was playing decently. He wasn't playing great, but he was playing well and showing that he truly belongs as at least a rotation point guard. At least a rotation point guard. I mean, come on. Anthony Tolliver, you couldn't get a second-round pick for the guy? I mean, they could have. They just didn't. They just didn't pull the trigger, and I, I don't get it. You're not even playing him... He's older. He fit in nicely with the Lakers, the whoever. You know, not not Phoenix, but somebody like like the Lakers, like the the not the Wizards. I don't even know Toronto, whoever Celtics. Just just name your playoff team. Anthony Tolliver would be a nice addition, especially a team that would like a little uh, little uh, three point shooting off the bench. They didn't make the move. They just didn't. I mean, I'd take a second round pick because Tolliver is just a free agent anyway, and he's probably not going to come back, even though he's a cool guy and blah blah blah, and he likes it here, but. I don't know. I doubt he's coming back. I doubt it. Uh, Jeff Teague, very efficient in the uh, minutes for the most part. I mean, he was sloppy with the ball. He was efficient offensively, 6-7, to seven, but again, sloppy with the ball. Three turnovers in only 16 and a half minutes. That's kind of silly, but 12 points and 5 assists. Very good in that sense. Uh, ran the offense smoothly. I like Jeff Teague. I do. I like Jeff Teague. I'm a fan of Jeff Teague's. I don't think he's this all-star player necessarily, but I think he's capable of being all-star caliber. I do believe that. Uh, sometimes he's not aggressive enough offensively, which people complain about, but uh, there's, there's, there, there is heart in Jeff Teague more than people want to admit. He's an interesting character. Uh, he's certainly strange, but it's a good kind of strange sometimes. He'll say things that other, people's don't, uh, other people don't. Pardon my weird English there. Man, I feel for the patience. I just keep looking at that win-loss record, how good it is, and how it's going to mean absolutely nothing in the next month and a half. It's just, oh, man. Ugh. 
Oh, I feel so bad for the Pacers. I do. I keep, I'm going to keep bringing that up. I'm just looking at that. I'm seeing it kind of flashing my my screen here. But um, a frustrating loss. Obviously, great first quarter. You felt so good. Like, great, we're whooping on the Pelicans again. This is awesome. We're going to beat the Pelicans again. You know, not that we did last time we played, but all year last year, we whooped the crap out of them. In the first game of the season, we beat them pretty solidly. At least we won the game anyway. Last year, we beat the crap out of them. And, you know, you're up 35-22, but then the second quarter happens, and it's kind of a seesaw battle the rest of the way. And you just felt the Wolves weren't going to win, especially when Mr. Uh, Julius Randle took over in that fourth quarter. So apparently, we have a new Timberwolves killer. Enter <laughs> Julius Randle as the new Timberwolves killer. He, he's a new one. Uh, Anthony Davis was that guy for a while when the Pelicans used to whoop our butts the uh, two, three years ago. But old brow, but old brow boy is uh, on his way to somewhere. I don't know. Los Angeles. It's not going to be the Spurs, but I'm sure the Spurs would love that. That's how you get the Spurs back being competitive again is acquire Anthony Davis. But I don't know. You're going to have to give up the farm. So that's just how things go with that. We'll see. But the Wolves lose the game. So now we'll move on to some uh, previews. Apologize for the strange format of this show, but, well, it kind of is what it is. I mean, I don't know. Well, we're only going to preview two games now because the New Orleans game already took place. The Los Angeles. Okay, they don't get the Los Angeles. Only the Lakers get that. The Los Angeles Clippers, or let's just call them the L.A. Clippers, since their logo is L.A.C. Looks cool, kind of. It looks like a game of Snake, kind of, like going crazy around a L and an A, I guess. A little game of Snake when you're about to, like, bump into each other and lose. But I don't know. Um, the Clippers are playing decently in a division that's just got one team kind of ruling it. And I know who it is. You know who it is. And I don't want to mention their name. I'm tired of them. Uh, the Lakers should be the second place team in this division. But, well, no LeBron for like a month. Kind of will do that to you. Tobias. As I'm going to say it correctly. I, I always call him Tobias. It's Tobias Harris. And I knew it's wrong. And I just could not correct myself. For cripe's sake. Cripes with a P. Tobias Harris is on his way to the Sixers. The Sixers get better. The rich get richer. So now the Los Angeles Clippers are kind of telling everybody that's kind of it for now. I don't know. Um, go Sixers. No, but I mean, yeah, but they, they have a chance <laughs> through the uh, Clippers. Uh, they, they, they acquired Markel Folks, so Markel Folks is on his way out, and he's going to be an interesting piece in the future if he can stay bleeping healthy. And this is where Luke Richard Bamute was, at least for a little while, only four games so far this season. That's kind of a shame. Jerome Robinson, Boston College, absolutely loved the guy coming into the draft. And so far, well, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of the rookies so far this year have not done a whole lot. Remember, like, uh, Gary Trent and others, Sacramento, Portland, all that good stuff. I don't even know where Gary Trent is anymore. He got traded, like, three times already. Poor guy. Um, gosh, 10 minutes a game, only 20 games played so far for Jerome Robinson. I'm That's disappointing, but I don't know. I mean, uh... We all know what happened with uh, the guy in Portland, too, a few years ago, uh, Mr. Uh, C.J. McCollum, how he uh, just, you know, his rookie season, he didn't do a whole lot. And it's like, oh, the Wolves made the right choice there. He's really not like a nothing burger. And then by the next year, he's like torching us and torching everybody else. So we'll see what happens with Jerome Robinson with the Los Angeles Clippers. So they're kind of trusting the process now. They're they're becoming the new process team. They they uh, The process has been trusted. The process has been realized in... Philadelphia until it got rudely interrupted with uh, the addition of Mr. Butthead over there. But uh, the Clippers lost to Indiana recently. Huh. And they lost to the Lakers, so they hate L.A. right now. No, I'm kidding. I don't know what I'm talking about. The uh, 
Los Angeles Clippers in their last five games, two and three. Losing to the Lakers by only three in, well, the same arena, just different locker room, I guess. I don't even, I don't even know where to put this one. That's just weird. It's weird, but it's cool. Uh, they lost to the Lakers by three points. LeBron James returned at that point on the 31st. The Detroit basketball, they beat the Detroit basketball Pistons by 10 in Detroit. Not bad. Slaughtered by uh, Toronto. No surprise there. 17-point loss. On the third, they beat the Charlotte. That was the third. Yep, that was a glorious day for the New England Patriots once again. Tom Brady doing a, doing his best Michael Jordan impression, I guess. Uh, the Clippers, impressive win in Charlotte, though. Two-point victory. That's not an easy place to play. And they wallop all over the, uh, nope, they get walloped over by the Indiana Pacers in Indiana. So impressive win for the Pacers there, recovering from the uh, unfortunate injury of Victor Oladipo. You can tell, I, I kind of like Indiana, man, and especially with Oladipo. And, ah, it's kind of sad. Patrick Beverly, former Rocket, of course, he's one of that, he's that physical whatever he is, kind of like to stir things up. Avery Bradley, a guy I wish the Wolves acquired in the offseason. Three-point percentage, not where you'd like it. Just 33%. Mm, not so good. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, 45%. He's, he's missed 10 games during the course of the season, but still, when healthy, that guy torches the Timberwolves all the time. Uh, Lou Williams, a lot of people talked about him possibly coming to the Wolves as a sixth man, but he's having too much fun in Clipperland, averaging almost 20 points a game, despite only 25 minutes a game. So still kind of like a... He, he's like a rotation player, rotation starter, rotation six-man type of guy. He'll average about 20 points a game off the bench. He's not a sharp shooter. He's a solid shooter. 37%, 42-43% 42, from the floor. But Gallinari can definitely shoot the ball when healthy, and he has been the Wolves killer. He'd be the reason why the Wolves lose to the Clippers. But why should the Wolves lose to the Clippers right now? Uh, Tobias Harris was the main reason the Wolves would lose to the Clippers, and DeAndre Jordan, guys like that. But DeAndre uh, is... Uh, well, where is he now? Did he go to... He got traded again. He went to New York, didn't he? DeAndre Jordan went to New York. They didn't release him, I don't think. New York Knicks. DeAndre Jordan's on the New York Knicks. Wow, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah, uh, he went to Dallas in the offseason, of course, and then the Porzingis trade took place last week, setting me on fire for a couple of minutes, and then, and then I calmed down, like, whatever. I hate the Dallas Mavericks. You know, they remind me of the Warriors. They were kind of the original Warriors, I don't like Mark Cuban. He's got a big mouth, and he's just, ugh, he's just a moron. I, I don't like him. Um, so I'll just leave that alone, though. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that where it is. There's no, I mean, the Timberwolves should beat the, the Clippers. I don't like the way they're playing right now, though. And I don't know, Wiggins, just, okay, keep playing the way you did against the New Orleans Pelicans. That was good. See, that's Andrew Wiggins that we're all dying for. A nice double-double, get some steals, some blocks, uh, shoot efficiently. Now, I saw him put up a really dumb-looking fadeaway where he's just, like, twisting in the air. Like, that's not a good shot, Andrew. That's when you're on. That's when you're outside just kind of shooting around with your buddy. Like, me and Marcus the Forecaster just screwing around like we do. You know, not in not in a game that counts. You know, you're just screwing around, messing around, not even maybe even playing right now. You're just kind of shooting the ball. And then maybe play some uh, 21 or whatever the hell you want to play. But what the hell? Just twisting in the air and flinging it up? Like, that's not a shot. That's not a shot, Andrew. So stuff like that is why you're getting 20, 28 field goal attempts and like nine makes or something from Andrew Wiggins in a lot of games because he keeps doing it. He just keeps doing it, and there's nothing you can do about it. There is something you can do about it, but it's not getting done. It doesn't matter who the coach. It could be Phil Jackson, 
who probably would have benched him completely for a while, <laughs> for like quarters at a time, I'm sure, if he kept that up. I'm sure Phil Jackson would do that. Um, even if Andrew made the shot, I'd be like, yeah, you made it, but it was still a horrible shot. Like, what what are you doing? Just like what uh, Phil Jackson did with BZ Armstrong years ago. Yeah, you made the shot, but it was a horse shit shot. It was horse shit. So sit down for a little while. And then he got back in eventually. Okay, where am I going with this? Andrew Wiggins, perform, please. Please perform against the Clippers. Please perform against the Clippers. Carl Anthony Towns, you're, he's going to get his. He's an all-star. He's going to play like an all-star, and he's going to be your best player. Need the best player to be your best player, and that's what Carl will be. Mid, mid to upper 20s, low 30s, that type of thing. He's averaging 23 a game, and that's with Jimmy Butler, you know, ball-hogging in some games earlier in the season. So, yeah, I expect Carl, by the end of the season, to be back where he was a couple of years ago uh, when Zach got hurt, about 25 points a game. So, that's going to be nice. and be nice to see Wiggins get, get that up to 20, and let's... Oh, man, I, you know... Just smart shots, Andrew. Just smart. You're you're capable of it. Obviously you are. So cut the crap, man. Cut the crap. Timberwolves beat the Clippers in Target Center. Point made. Finally. <laughs> Timberwolves will beat the Clippers in Target Center. It's going to be a nice, solid effort. I think the Clippers are going to be kind of like, well, I guess we're kind of tanking because we, we gave up Tobias Harris. We're going to trust the process a little bit here with uh, Markel Fultz and such. Um, and some picks acquired. Uh, so, well, the, well, the uh, Sixers become maybe the best team in the East. Maybe. But I think the Raptors got a lot better too with Marcus Gasol, uh, a lot better. God, that's, a, that's gonna be. A, that, there's your conference finals. I mean, I'd be surprised if the Celtics get to the third round now. And I had them winning the title at the beginning of the year. So, uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. They're gonna have to really surprise some people, including stay bleeping healthy. But uh, Timberwolves beat the Clippers, get to the damn point, one twenty two. To 110, nice solid victory for Minnesota. Andrew Wiggins will get in the 20s and beyond, hopefully 23 to 25, and Carl 28 to 30 ish. He's going to have a nice solid 18 rebound type of game. I think he's going to have a nice game, obviously, with no uh, DeAndre Jordan there to bully and frustrate Carl Anthony Towns anymore. Minnesota beats the Clippers. Now we play the Houston Rockets, and uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, now again, this was on uh, February 11th, the. Uh, Monday, February the 11th, then we go to Wednesday the 13th, and off into the All-Star break, and whatever you want to call it. Hopefully Carl Anthony Towns gets more opportunities than he did last time, though he did have some good moments. The little barbecue chicken moment, this and that. No, that was Christmas Day, sorry. He didn't get the ball as much in the All-Star game as he would have liked. This matchup sucks, and we just witnessed it in the playoffs last year, and I don't know, it just it's a crappy matchup. Though Minnesota did beat Houston earlier this season on the 3rd, of December, but the Rockets kind of stunk back then. They they, they kind of did. I don't know. I mean, it was a 103-91 victory over the Houston Rockets. The Sprockets, whatever you want to call them. James Harden is going to get his because he's going to get his. He's going to get 30 points. Here's something that is an anomaly. James Harden did not get 30 points against the Timberwolves. In fact, he turned the ball over five times and had 29 points. Still not a bad game. But yeah, he got 13 free throws attempted in the game because he's going to get every foul known to man called... Uh, on somebody else. Uh, for the Timberwolves, though, <clears throat> it was a full house in this game. You had Jeff Teague. You had Robert Covington, who was, you know, not great, but he was good. He was efficient. He only attempted seven shots, but he filled every stat. You, you can imagine the assists, the blocks, the rebound. He filled up everything. Rose was awful. <laughs> he didn't really... He, he was awful. He didn't make a single shot. He didn't score a point in the game. Saric only had one rebound. No zero rebounds, but he scored a little bit. Um... 
I don't know. It was a good, solid effort by Minnesota. Uh, Houston, I think, just wasn't playing so great at the time, and that's the number one cause for that. Carl was, well, he wasn't that efficient in the game. Uh, Wiggins was, believe it or not, so it was kind of a flipperoo in this one. Not spectacular games by anybody in particular. The Timberwolves just played better, and that's kind of the bottom line. Sharich's threes were art. Our Sharich's points were almost all three-pointers in the game. Very efficient performance for him. Nice win for Minnesota. I don't think the Wolves are going to beat Houston this time, though. I think Houston's a much different team than they were on the uh, on the uh, on the on the third of December. Completely different. Uh, Rockets are playing better. Harden's getting away with everything. He's scoring thirty points every single night, and it just kind of is what it is. Clint Capella is one of my favorite players in the league, and I wish the Timberwolves could have him. I, I really do, but we don't. And I don't know. There's just nothing you can do about that right now. I don't know why the Portland Trailblazers are popping up. Must have bumped something. But yes, it's the Houston Rockets, as we know. Unfortunately, <laughs> Wednesday, the 13th of uh, 13th of December. I know, I'm just kind of delaying things. I'm not all too excited to play this team. But, well, they're in first place in the Southwest Division now. And I think it's their division to win. Uh, this is a team that was struggling so mightily. Now they're uh, 10 games above 500. Nothing really jumps out at you. Their points, their eighth in points scored. Everything else, they don't rebound the ball very well. Their three-point percentage is not even 35% as a team. Field goal percentage is 26th in the league. But they just get the job done. And Kenneth Farid has found his way on this roster. So he's actually played a couple games for this team. Only nine games. Kind of interesting, though. Very efficient in the nine games he's played so far for the uh, Houston Rockets. James Harden is averaging 36.5 points a game. He is uh, in, in the Jordan level here. This is These are Jordan numbers, including the eight assists. This is like Michael Jordan, 1988, when he averaged like 37 points and like eight assists and eight rebounds. That's unbelievable. And that's basically what Harden's doing right now. I will never, and I repeat, never, ever, ever compare James Harden to Michael Jordan. I'm sorry. Stats are stats, but Michael Jordan would uh, have his way with James Harden, believe me. Harden would be on the bench with a towel covering his face after the Bulls beat the uh, Houston Rockets. That's exactly what would happen. Believe me. I think you know that, most of you. Uh, but still, Jordan-like numbers. He's playing great. He's got. A, he's probably the leader for MVP again. And I don't know. It's a tough matchup. As long as Clint Capella's healthy, he's missed 11 games this year. I think Houston Rockets' chances of winning this game are sky high. The Rockets, in their past five games, they've won three in a row after losing two in a row. So, a little bit streaky. They'll be playing the Oklahoma City Thunder on the 9th, the Dallas Mavericks on the 11th, and the Timberwolves on the 13th. They'll be visiting Minnesota. I I still think Houston's going to win the season series, unfortunately. A three-game series. Chris Paul can't stay healthy again, and it's just, I don't know, he's missed 20 games so far this year. We all know who he is, what he's capable of. He's one of the best point guards in NBA history, but you just can't stay healthy. It's too bad. Like last year he did, and then, and then wham, at the last second, he was he was hurt, and he couldn't play in the seventh game. Yeah, that was just sad. Oh, it just sucked. Couldn't play in the sixth or the seventh game at the end of the day. Ah, uh, oh, that, that sucked. I wanted to see the Rockets win that series. Um, I don't know. I mean, the reason why you lose this game, obviously Harden and Capella. I mean, that's all I got to say. The other players are just gravy. I mean, Austin Rivers is, yeah, I don't even want to go there. P.J. Tucker, he's had a lot of good games against the Timberwolves. He is a physical, defensive player, 3-3-and-D three, three type of guy who can drive you crazy. Uh, he really can. But Capella has had some huge games against the Timberwolves in the past, like 20-and-15 20, 20 and, and like five blocks type of games. 
I love him. Just love him. Uh, James Harden obviously is what he is. He's going to get away with everything. He's going to attempt like 20 free throws in the game, and the Rockets end up winning something along the likes of, well, they're going to get in the 120s. It's weird, though. Yeah, they're eighth in points score. That's what I was going to say. Okay, they score points, but they're weak in other stats. They just flat-out outscore people. You look at some of these games, like, let's see, they lost 121 to 116 in New Orleans, 136 to 122 at Denver on the 1st. They beat Utah. Wow. In Utah by 27. Damn. (laughs) They beat the Suns by 8 only on the road. They beat Sacramento in Sacramento by 26 points. So this is a buzzsaw coming to Target Center, possibly. Um, I think the Rockets win the game 125 to 110, something along those likes. Uh, I just, maybe the Timberwolves really stay in it, make it 125, 120, that type of thing. Carl's going to have a nice game. (sighs) Teague tends to play pretty good against the Rockets. As long as he's healthy and playing, I think Teague's going to get in the 20, like a 20-point, 11-assist type of game. Jeff Teague is quietly a really good player. He is. When a lot of people don't like him about this and that, quietly, he just he, he puts the numbers up. He does. It's just sometimes he'll make mistakes. Sometimes he, he looks soft on this play or that play. But generally speaking, the guy puts numbers on the board, and I don't know. Uh, occasionally, he can really be a help. I, I expect an efficient game by uh, Jeff Teague against the Houston Rockets at the end of the day. Carl, hopefully he can have a strong game against Clint Capella. It's a tough matchup for him, and if he can overcome things and somehow, some way, somebody like Andrew Wiggins has a huge night, 33-point type of night, then the Wolves will overcome the Houston Rockets at target center, but I don't know. I mean, what, which Andrew Wiggins is going to show up? Is he going to score 16 points and attempt like 21 shots? Because that's what's been the case many, many times. He started well against Houston last year, and he finished horribly in the last two games. He was just up and down the court. I described it as like a da 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 Oh, I missed. Back back down the other way. So that's kind of the vibe I got from Wiggins last season. Timberwolves will not win the game. I'll just, yeah, let's go on the positive side. The Wolves make it really, really, really interesting. It's a fun, entertaining game. But I think the Minnesota Timberwolves do not win. 125-120. I do expect Teague to get in the 20s and double-digit assists. I think Sharich is going to continue to play well as all, as well. Like 16 points, 10 rebound type of game from Sharich. I, I expect him to be an efficient player, but Carl's going to need more than... Uh, Carl's going to need a huge game from Wiggins or from somebody else, some unseen player. Like Jeff Teague has like 33 points. He's going to need something like that for the Rockets to overcome, uh, to be overcome by the Timberwolves anyway. With that said, Minnesota goes 1-1. One and one. With that, we will now shut things down here and get to fan interaction, finally. back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, Fan Interaction. Sorry it's been such a long show. Had a lot to say and all that, so it just kind of is what it is for the time being. And Now we have a couple comments here on uh, Fan Interaction and all that. At Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account because Timberwolves Explosion doesn't fit for the other uh, name, though it, maybe it would now. Maybe. I don't know. I should try one of these days, but no. That's probably too late. We'll just leave it as is, right? want to thank... Mr. Vinrock Vince Germano, Lakers Pies Browns. <laughs> it's at Vinrock44 on Twitter. And Levi Wilson, 
Thank you so much, uh, or excuse me, Levi Brown. Thank you so much for uh, retweeting the most recent show. Levi Brown is out of New Zealand. Vinrock Vinstermano is out of Australia. And a one of the three superstars of the Courtside Podcast. Thank you guys very much. And both great friends here, Levi and Vinrock Vinstermano. Definitely. Uh, for Twitter, I can't remember if there's much else. Nope. Twitter's been pretty quiet this past week. I did mention something. Along the way, I was getting frustrated in one of those games. Yep, like we couldn't even make a layup, and they're just blowing right past us. This is stupid. I was basically saying, that was during the Orlando game. I could have tweeted a lot more, and that's why. I mean, Twitter could be much more <laughs> Twitter could be much more active if, if I would tweet more. But I tweet sometimes. I need to tweet more often. But please do give it a follow. would appreciate it. And you can tweet at me and comment anytime you want. Any type of Wolves comments, questions, opinions. They're just conversation, whatever it is. Talk about the good old days. Talk about now. Talk about the future. Talk about Ryan Saunders. We're going to talk about Dave Benz here for a moment. Uh, Dave Benz, of course, the play-by-play voice and face of the Timberwolves. We'll say the face. He's he's more the play-by-play face, per se, on TV, on the TV side of the uh, broadcast. FSN North, mostly. In fact, well, it's all FSN North nowadays. Dave Benz's mother, apparently, is uh, passing away today. So, oh, no, no, she already did. She already did pass away. And that uh, they're, uh, yeah, he's going to the funeral today, Dave Benz, so... Very sad for him at this point. Um, obviously, no one wants to say goodbye to their parents ever. It's not something you ever want to think about. And luckily, I have not had to do that. And, well, you know, it's just, uh, I feel for Dave Benz on, on this day. So I just want to give him uh, my respect at this moment. Dave Benz, again, he came out of California a few years back um, to become the play-by-play voice slash face of uh, FSN North for the Timberwolves. And we will now give his mother a moment of silence. And much respect to Dave Benz and his family. God bless you. So with that, on Twitter, that will wrap up the Twitter section for today. Very quiet again. It's Again, I could be more active. It's my own fault there when you think about that. Flips Army. Flips Army, giving them a quick shout-out. Thank you very much, Trevor Wickerin, the founder of that page on Facebook, for allowing me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion on that page. Wonderful in-game threads, Timberwolves news, NBA news, conversations back and forth. And all that. Encourage you to join that. And again, thank you, uh, Trevor Wickerin, for allowing me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion on that page. Please do join the Facebook page for Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. All of this information will be in the show description, including the Twitter account and the email address. That's coming up very shortly here when we get to the contact details for that with the phone lines. Um, <clears throat> with that said... I didn't post anything this week, I believe, but Mr. Wayne Hunt of the Courtside Podcast did post a couple of comments here, and I really appreciate it. I, I love when he does this. I thank you very much. Last week, we got uh, Levi Brown. This week, Wayne Hunt, the alpha dog of the Courtside Podcast. Always encourage you to join that. I did mention it earlier as well, the commentary there. Uh, I believe I, yeah, I did mention it in the earlier segment, first segment, I think. But no, I still encourage you to join it. iTunes and Podbean, please do join that. And join their Facebook page as well, CRTSDE. Look that up on in the uh, search bar, CRTSDE. You can also follow them on Twitter there. Wayne Hunt says, and again, he's out of uh, Sydney, Australia. This was the Grizzlies game. Unfortunately, Wayne Hunt is a Grizzlies fan, so naturally he's happy that the Grizzlies beat the Timberwolves. That's why he says, "Woo, that was a close one. I was waiting on this last Grizzlies game before I commented. 
If there was one thing I have taken away from the Wolves' last three games is their lack of focus against teams they should be beating. Amen. Amen. And you know what? You could say the exact same about the Minnesota Wild. I mean, exact same. They play teams they should be beating, like the Edmonton Oilers. They don't show up at all, and they lose 4-1. to 4-1 to one at home to the Edmonton Oilers. But check out Brave the Wild for that frustration. Of course, uh, the Brave the Wild game has not been reviewed yet. The shows come out on Thursdays, generally there. In this case, this week, it came out on... What day was it? It was Wednesday. Yeah, that game. Uh, that show came out early on Wednesday. Let's continue. Uh, he said, I say, if there is one thing I've taken... Or Wayne Hunt, anyway, says, if there is one thing I've taken away from the Wolves' last three games is their lack of focus against teams they should be beating. Yep. Even the win against the Grizzlies last week here. Yeah. You guys were playing a depleted team. Yes, they were, and we beat them only by two points. Uh, Wayne continues, We are about to trade away our staple pieces in Memphis. Some of the players have checked out. Wolves should have won by 15 in both games. Uh-huh. It's the lack of focus that will cost the Wolves a playoff spot. Side note, what is Wig- what is with Wiggins and his terrible attempts at game winners? Thoughts? I'm not sure what they are, but they suck. And... <laughs> there was one last week as well. I, now I'm blanking on what game that even was. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, that was when Carl Anthony Towns had the game-winning shot because he got the rebound off of Wiggins' awful play there. 4 of 19. And like uh, your guys there, because uh, Wayne Hunt again pointed out uh, Chris Vernon to me so I could l- listen to that portion of the show. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, what was that, basically? What was that? I'm sure that Ryan Saunders didn't draw that up, and I agree with them. I agree with them. The Ryan Saunders didn't draw that play up. Just poor decision-making by the players on the floor. Thank God Carl Anthony Towns came to the rescue on one of them. Again, a terrible attempt also by Mr. Uh, Bayless on one of them as well. The Luol Deng play bugged me also against the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, really? You're, you're, going, for the, you're, you're, you're going for the win on that one? I don't know. Um, oh, no, that was Denver. That wasn't the... Uh, Memphis game, but regardless, just nonsense, utter nonsense. We continue here. Hank McCoy says, settling in to watch this Wolves slash Pelicans game. Two questions. Number one, can the Wolves stay focused for 48 minutes? No, they can't. No, they can't. They were focused in the first quarter, but the second, they were not focused. So, nope, they cannot. (laughs) Number two, which Admiral Wiggins will show up? Well, the perfect Andrew Wiggins showed up against the New Orleans Pelicans. Unfortunately, they failed on the first one. They could not stay focused for 48 minutes, so they lost the game. Andrew Wiggins partially to blame because poor shot selection late in the game. Again. But a very good Andrew Wiggins showed up this time around. Let's continue here before I continue. Uh, let's get to uh, what Wayne Hunt had to say before I continue commenting. Uh, Wayne says, for me, these are almost the only two questions that have mattered for the Wolves all season. And the only difference for the team making the playoffs. Thoughts? My thoughts are their chances of making the playoffs are zero, pretty much. And it's not because I'm being negative. It's not because I'm being a jackass. It's because, you see the game? You know, as Michael Jordan once said with the Orlando game when he shot 33 attempts, because nobody else was making a gosh darn shot. So that's why Michael said, when asked, why did you shoot the ball 33 times? Did you see the game? Yeah. So that's the problem. Yes, we saw the game, and the Wolves didn't stay focused. And to me, a team that can't stay focused game in, game out, there's no reason this team should make the playoffs. Even though the bottom half of the Western Conference isn't that great, it's not, but, well, it's not like the NHL where it's really weak at the bottom half of the Western Conference. The top, it's like, good night, you know, lights out, especially in the NBA, but in, but in both uh, sports. 
um, in the Eastern Conference. Whew, that's it's getting good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Damn it! Send people to the East. Send people to the East. I don't. You know what? Send Anthony Davis to the bleeping East. Can we? Because Porzingis is now in the West. LeBron James, for the first time in his life, is in the Western Conference now. LeBron James is in the Western Conference. And that team that plays in Northern California that's not called the Sacramento Kings, it's the other one. I forgot their name. I just kind of tried to blot them out of my memory. Maybe I, maybe the men in black can help me uh, completely forget them for the rest of eternity. But, uh, well, that, that even, even that won't work probably right now. But, <laughs> yeah, well, they can't stay focused. To me, they're not a playoff team. I mean, that's my thoughts there. My thoughts are also, they, yeah, they can't stay focused for 48 minutes. And again, the fact we have to continue to question which Wiggins will show up is another reason this team is in trouble. Because when Wiggins does show up, and, you know, Carl continues to be upper 20s, double-digit rebounds, multiple blocks, lots of good moves that help motivate this team. They occasionally have a stinker, but he came, he improved greatly against Memphis last time around without Marcus Hull even playing because, again, they were keeping him healthy to play for his next team, which was very wise. Last thing you need is him to turn an ankle or have something even worse, and you can't trade him and you get nothing back. That's horse crap. Uh, so wise, wise decision-making there by Memphis and good move. Um, but no, for, for Carl to be able to bring the team back from behind in that game was great. The fact that we only won by two was frustrating. The fact that Carl only had zero points in the first half of that game was extremely frustrating. This was the last time we played Memphis, where the most recent one now, the, the previous time we played Memphis, like two week, like, like uh, two weeks ago now, or a week and a half, whatever it was. But no, I mean, see, he's generally consistent. He's generally consistent, but again, the fact we have to ask which Wiggins is going to show up, and the fact we don't know when Robert Covington's coming back, that really hurts, because Robert Covington was the glue that held this team together in the short time he's been on this team. He is the glue that holds this team together in a lot of ways. We need Robert Covington, and we need him now, if there's any hope for this team to make the playoffs. Uh, getting another young draft pick, another Akogi, a different type of version of him, whatever the heck it is, sure, cool. I guess we're going young again, because we're re 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 rebuilding. Like we said ten years ago, ten years ago, Randy Foy to Kevin Love, to Kevin Love to to Kevin Love to Rubio, and then Rubio. All right, well, Kevin Love to Wiggins, and then and then Towns and all that Wiggins and Towns. And now we're rebuilding again. We're keeping Wiggins and Towns, obviously, because they're still super young, but now we have to rebuild with other moves because we gave up pieces to get Jimmy Butthead. We gave up a big chunk of our future to get Jimmy Butthead, and now we got to re-re-rebuild again, get some, get some, you know, fill those holes. Like the Justin Patton pick on the uh, Raised by Wills podcast brought up, that was a huge miss. Huge miss. Again, also, the question that was brought up in that show, why would you draft Justin Patton Fifth, was it 15th overall when Tom Thibodeau was very, very intent on keeping Carl Anthony Towns at the five? Why would you draft Justin Patton there then? Like, wouldn't you want a power forward? Wouldn't you want something else? Small, small forward, point, whatever. Why would you draft a guy who's going to be stuck behind the best player on your team for eternity? That doesn't make any sense. And the fact the guy couldn't play anyway due to injury or whatever. Who knows, maybe he'll emerge finally with the, the process over there. I don't know. But, well, he's going to be playing behind that franchise player too. So, again, trust the process, so to speak. And They didn't have to give up much in that one. Uh, so, their process was right. Ours wasn't. 
Um, that was a bad move. Big miss. Because that 15th pick could have been other players that are out there that are good. There are lots of other players. I mean, just one. Like a Jared Allen is one of them. There's others out there that you could mention that are... It just... It, it hurts sitting around thinking about that. So that's kind of where the Wolves stand right now is we're, you know, like I said, just just say rebuilding with a million re's after it. That's about all you got to say. Like maybe you're sending... You're replying like a bajillion times to an email, and it keeps adding a re each time. That's basically what's going on. Um, it's what it is. I mean, what more is there to say other than it's been a disappointment? <laughs> Starts with a big D, capital D for disappointment. And just looking at the players we could have had, obviously I mentioned Jared Allen, Kyle Kuzma, who ended up going to the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, multiple players. Uh, John Collins, who went to the Hawks. I mean, there's multiple players the Timberwolves could have gotten instead of Justin Patton, who would have been helpful. Jared Allen, obviously, he plays his role. He's more of a center, but Kyle Kuzma, uh, well, <laughs> Josh Hart from Villanova would have been nice. He also went to the Lakers. Good player. And you could just go on and on and on. So it, it's a it's a shame. It's a shame that the Timberwolves went that direction with Tom Thibodeau. But Tom Thibodeau just wasn't good at a whole lot of things with this franchise. He just didn't do this franchise a whole lot of good at all. Really, Wiggins? Yep, that's the title of this episode. But uh, again, that doesn't have to do with Tom Thibodeau as much as we'd like to admit. That's kind of on Wiggins himself at this point. Going to pass out the contact details finally. Like I said, at Wolves Explosion for Twitter, Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion for Facebook. Now we'll get to the phone lines, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. Uh, at the end of the day, also, there's the call now button on the Facebook page. Simply click on that. It'll go through Facebook Messenger right to the same phone line. You're good to go there. Again, three-minute limit, so be aware of that. The best route, in my opinion, is the audio submission route, as we call it. That is a podcasting term. We use a free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet. Or if you have a computer with a nice microphone and Audacity or whatever, some type of a audio editing software, like obviously a podcaster would have, you can use that as well. Uh, keep it to about five minutes or so. Comment whatever. Comment whatever you have to say. Timberwolves, 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 NBA this, Timberwolves that. And have some fun. Uh, email it then to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then convert the file into an MP3 so I can edit it. and Well, not edit it, but put it in the software so it can be a part of this uh, segment. You'll lead off the segment, which is what I think uh, anybody taking the time to do an audio submission deserves, is to lead off this third segment and uh, have some fun there. I will then again convert it into an MP3 file thanks to Zumzar.com and Converto.com, either one of those. Very nice to provide free service because it's a small enough file to convert that, so I'm more than kind enough to give them a free plug in return for that. With that said, that's pretty much it. I mean, other than that, I would say if you could, please write a positive rating on iTunes if you could. Uh, positive review, positive rating, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcast. It would be greatly appreciated. I'll mention you on air and thank you right here and right now. It's getting lonely and stupid. Uh, it's been well. Those of you that have done it, I appreciate it very, very much. And some of you, obviously, in other countries, it doesn't show up on the U.S. one, but it still counts very much so. Just got to flip over to Australia, some of you that have done that. And I thank you guys so much that have done that. God bless you. And anybody out there from anywhere, if you want to help out the show, please do. Please do. Uh, if you want to, it, it just makes it more attractive to potential new listeners. So it just looks better. Better ratings are better for everything. Trolls screw up everything else. So with that said, thanks again. It's getting bitter cold here again in the uh, in 
the upper Midwest in Minnesota, at least. I'm actually literally from Minnesota. So <laughs> those of you out there, you're from all over the place. Australia got record heat in some areas. Um, yeah, but that's what happens. You're in the opposite hemisphere. We get record heat here sometimes, obviously. So <laughs> in the summer and then you're cold or what you call cold, which would be like 40 degrees Fahrenheit and with rain there. That's not comfortable weather by any means, but just saying it's uh, 10 below right now as we speak. 10 below Fahrenheit, which is well below Celsius, my friends. 10 below right now, right now. So just letting you know you're on a Saturday morning in this case. Generally, we'll be back to Friday, though, next week. Also mentioning that the schedule will be back to normal. Things happen sometimes. you got to have subject to change schedules on occasion. Luckily, still able to get out the show, and what a show it was. I hope you enjoyed it very much, and I enjoyed putting it together. It's too bad the circumstances stink a little bit, and hopefully they can change. I, games like New Orleans, tell me they can. If he wants to, Wiggins can be a great player. A great player if he wants to be. So, Andrew, go out and be that great player. That's all i got to say. I don't hate you one bit. Don't hate you one bit. With that said, that's it. We'll talk to you next week. Well, actually, two weeks from now. That's right. Two weeks from now is uh, because we are going to have to take a... Nope, it is next week. Duh, it is next week. It's the week after is the break. So we will be back next week, and then the week after is the break because, well, there'll be no games to review. With that said, talk to you later. Take care and talk to you next week.